Hello, everyone. Tom McCaffrey here, LA2B. I'm doing this one alone. Um, just a real quick one. <clears throat> Before I start, rate and review this podcast, join our Patreon um, and uh, subscribe and um, buy Silk City Hot Sauce. That's our sponsor. Go to silkcityhotsauce.com and uh, buy things. And if you use the promo code Brooklyn, you get 15% off. All right few things um there's one thing that everyone's you know talking about it's in the news a lot you know it's the elephant in the room you have to talk about um that's kim kardashian apparently finally opened up about her relationship to pete davidson um and uh i don't know if people have been watching this but uh or following this but apparently kanye west is really bad with women that's one thing i've taken away from this i always knew he was kind of crazy but i you know that's the thing is like He's kind of a genius, so a lot of geniuses are crazy. But watching it just kind of shows that um, he really has no game. And I guess he never really had that's that's kind of the trade off. If you know, he's been like rich and famous for so long, he never really had to learn how to deal with women. So it's interesting to see when someone who literally never has never had to deal with you know adversity with women uh, has to finally deal with it and doesn't know what to do and thinks that the way to uh get a woman back is to to um act like a stalker and act as needy and crazy as as possible um and i've seen this happen a lot you know usually you know usually not with like famous people but it's um guys always have the reaction it's very counterintuitive to um when a woman rejects them they uh they think what they need to do is go is be more aggressive and go harder that's the thing i was always like a very laid back guy with women i um I was never super aggressive. And, you know, when my time, you know, younger, when I was single and, you know, you're kind of like trying to meet women, you know, you, you deal with all these guys who are so aggressive. It's like crazy. They're just like, um, re- like ridiculously aggressive, like, you know, cock blocking. And that was like a huge thing that you had to deal with in your twenties and thirties, like this thing where, um, dudes get so threatened that they, you know, if you're like, if you're maybe like have something going on with a woman, they they jump right in because they get all competitive and needy and insecure. And a lot of times it would work. either what would happen is like it would either work because they were so aggressive and they wore the woman down or they would just ruin it for everybody. And I think that's kind of what the intention was. They kind of like it's that attitude of like, well, if I'm not going to uh, get this woman, then I'm just going to ruin it for everybody. No one's going to get her. And so watching Kanye do this because I I mean I haven't been following that but like you know he keeps threatening Pete Davidson and I guess he made a video where he like murders Pete Davidson it's like I mean so do you think like what's the logic here like I mean is that what guys are thinking like what like is the woman like you know I wasn't really into this guy you know he's kind of annoying me like wait a minute now that he's acting completely psycho and crazy yeah you know what I guess I am into him again um it's like no you're just driving her further and further away and, you know, he, he just keeps writing something. Then he bought like a house right, right next door. I mean, that's fucking crazy. That's weird. Like, yeah, it's not working out. Okay, I'm going to buy a house right next to your house. Okay, cool. That's normal. Um, so it's been, you know, whatever I've been following, that's been kind of funny. It's, you know, I haven't seen this in a while watching a celebrity completely lose their shit in real time. Um you know, all over, you know, like in public, it's kind of a, an interesting 
um, distraction. Like I remember, you know, that was a big thing with like, you know, Tupac, I remember Tupac literally was like kind of losing his mind and having a meltdown in public. And um, yeah, it was like an interesting thing to watch. And then Charlie Sheen was another, he was like one of the first big viral ones where he just like had a huge meltdown in public and now Kanye's doing it. So it's kind of uh, been interesting. Um, what else have I been doing? Watching a lot of... Uh, I, I have, I've been trying to not watch TV. I, I've been trying to watch, not watch the news because the whole Ukraine thing, that's been really a, a bummer. And, the, and, you know, the news is just a total bummer. They like... And they do it on purpose. It's kind of like uh, drugs or like... It, I mean, it's exactly like drugs. Like they kind of like... They pull you in and they get you to have a visceral reaction to it. Like it's so angry and then you get addicted to it. And then you kind of have like a withdrawal and you need more. You need that kind of like... Um, dopamine rush or something that comes with like the anger and so you kind of like i said you you get addicted to the feeling of it me uh cutting myself off from the news has been kind of like a difficult thing because it's like giving up a drug some you know somewhat because i it's very like fomo ish like fomo is like a drug basically like i'm not something's going on i don't know what it is I i have to watch this you know, and then, but it's just the same shit, you know, because that's the thing with like news, they, they have to fill up, you know, every hour of the day with something and, and they have to make it seem interesting and new. So it's, they always kind of have some, um, they always have like a, you know, a banner at the bottom, like breaking news. And it'll be like, you know, Russia, you know, is still in Ukraine. You know, it's like breaking news. Like that's, it's been going on for two weeks, but they act like it's, there's some huge break, there's some new, some new story just broke. But because I've just been trying to watch like movies and TV shows, um, I was watching uh, uh, like one of the like The Wire a little bit, and uh, you know, there's like this trope that happens in TV shows a lot. I've noticed when um, someone's about to like they did in the movie Training Day with Ethan Hawke, where uh, someone's about to get killed by someone, and they always um, will beg them not to kill them, you know. And one of the things they always use is they'll be like. Uh, I have, you know, I have a daughter. They always talk about their kids. You know, like, I have a daughter. Don't kill me. Um, and I was thinking, like, uh, they always you know, always reference their kids to, you know, appeal to the murderer to make them, you know, uh, feel bad and not murder them. And it's, I was thinking, like, I have absolutely nothing in that scenario that would get me out of it. Like, you know, like, I can never be like, Please don't kill me. I'm an uncle. I have cousins. Please don't kill me. I'm going to Colorado next week. <laughs> You'd be like, you know what? You know, and actually, you're probably doing me a favor. Just uh, maybe just kill me. They'd, they'd actually probably leave me alone in that scenario because they'd be like, you know, this guy has enough problems. We should just let him keep living. His life sounds doesn't sound like he has a lot uh, to live for. <laughs> Um, and then I was watching, uh, a couple of those, uh, music biopics. Yeah. Those are really annoying. Even though I kind of like them sometimes, like I was watching, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. First of all, they're all just the same exact movie, but Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man, the Elton John one. I've, I rewatched it cause I just saw Elton John in concert last week. And, um, it's really funny in every single one of those biopics, there's always a scene where, um, there's like a record exec guy 
you know, who's like, who works at the label and, um, the, you know, they, they play them the album that is going to become like the biggest album in the world or like, you know, or there he's listening to like a song and it's going to be the biggest song in the world. And the, the record guy always thinks it sucks. You know, it's always like the best, you know, song in the world. Like to be like, be like, what? you know, it's usually a British guy. Like, what is this shit? <laughs> Stairway to heaven. This is complete crap. No one will ever listen to this, this song in the history of the world. And it's like, why? Like, there's it, in every movie about a band, it's it's like inevitable that that scene happens. There's always recorders that guy who hears the best song that it's something's going to be the best song in the world, and they always think it's shit. How are these guys getting those jobs? <laughs> like, they're not good at that. Like, how did they get the job? They're not good at telling what a, what what's a good song or not. You know what I mean? Like. Like they gave this guy this huge job at like a record label and he hears the song Rocket Man and he thinks it's shit. <laughs> he hears your song by Elton John and he's just like, no way. Like a five-year-old could tell you that's a great song. It's just so funny that it, they, it, it's always wrong. <laughs> this is the worst piece of shit I've ever heard. What is this called? Let it be. It will never work. Let's put out that Donny Osmond record. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like I should get one of those jobs. I feel like I could. I feel like if I heard the Beatles, I, I would have been able been able to be like, yeah, this is good. Yeah, I, I think I trust these guys. Let's put let's put it out there. See what happens. Um, Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, you know, I think I think there's something to that. Um. So that that was a funny thing that I I saw in um Stay with us. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. also watching that movie um i tanya which is about you know tanya harding you know and she was skating and the whole nancy kerrigan thing skating in the olympics and um and it reminded me that you know there's another movie whiplash and you know it's funny how um in movies they always have um and i guess they're based on real things where like the coach or the teacher um who's training them is always like the, the worst person in the world. And um, they're always kind of, you know, illustrating that uh, the only way, the way that someone gets good is like, uh, is by having a coach or a, a teacher that screams at them and abuses them. Like basically they're basically like, you know, the, the, you know, the, the way to be a good coach is just yell at the people and abuse them. Um, you know, it's kind of like they can use as an, as an excuse for being abusive, you know, like be like, Sir, why are you uh, beating that kid in the face with the brick? It's like, it's okay. I'm his running coach. I'm getting him ready for the Olympics. 
man, look at that guy beating the shit out of that kid, man. He's a great music teacher. You know, so it always like they're always the worst person in the world, the coach or the teacher, but they always end up it be it ends up being a good thing that they were so horrible to the person, you know. And they always thank the coach or the teacher. I want to thank my coach for calling me a fat loser for eight years straight and breaking my spine in five places with a hammer after I was two minutes late for practice. He really inspired me by having no respect for me and being the worst person alive. Like in Whiplash, the guy literally is the worst person in the world. J.K. Simmons, who's like the teacher who, who, who pushes him so hard to become great. That's basically the message. Like he, he literally is like punching him in the face the entire movie and ruining his life. And then at the way end, he's like the greatest drummer in the world. You know, and he's kind of like, and then the coach, I kind of, gives a face at the end like yeah i knew you could do it and it's like yeah but then you just destroy his life so that that's what it takes to become a good drummer just someone screaming at you and uh kicking you in the uh, balls every week and humiliating you um yeah that movie was bullshit speaking of shitty coaches um I watched the Olympics. I guess that was a few weeks ago. I feel like a few big uh, things have been in the news since then. But um, I forgot the girl's name, the Russian skater who um, I guess, you know, tested positive for doping, like, you know, a week before the Olympics, they let her compete. Um, And then, you know, everyone was so mad, (laughs) but I mean, which I get, everyone was really mad that she was competing, but she was like this 15 year old girl and like the whole story for you know the olympics became like the big story was that this russian girl was being able to compete even though she had tested positive for you know a substance you're not supposed to use um and what was funny is like it got me interested in the olympics that's how lame the olympics were like i tried to watch it they're just so boring it's just kind of like yeah he's jumping on something and almost every time i turn the olympics on it was always curling i don't know how that i don't know how that gets any fucking tv time um but i was watching and like i said it's the only thing that that got me into it was the russian girl that everyone was mad at so it's weird because I'm in my 40s and it's weird to be, you know, a 40 something year old man and you're watching the Olympics, not rooting for anyone, but literally just rooting against a 15 year old girl. <laughs> That's what my life has become. Like, I'm like, yeah, fuck that girl. 15 years old, what a bitch. Yeah. And it's like, she, she, it, what was funny is like, they're really good skaters, these Russian girls, but like they all seem miserable. None of them seem like they even want to be skating. You know, like the girl who won silver was like, I'm never skating again. <laughs> That's like, that shouldn't be your reaction when you win. Like you won the silver and you're fucking like crying and, you know, saying you're quitting the sport. Like, oh, wow, it sounds like you really have a real passion for it. Um, so I think that, you know, in, in Russia, I think that's just how it is. It's just kind of like they make you go into, into sports, you know, that you don't even want to do. It must just be so weird because that is true. Like, I, I don't know, like a lot of these sports, the only way you can get good at them is like if you start when you're like five, when you don't really have any, like, you don't know what you really like yet. But I, I, I literally feel like the Olympics is just basically like you're just watching people had sh- like crazy parents who like made them do things that they didn't really want to do. Because 
if you watch the Olympics, now there's like people, they're like the greatest in the world. They're like 15, 16 years old. It's like, so that means they've been training for like 10 years. Like, there's no way that they were like, hey, mom, I want to, you know what I want to do? I'm six. Can you get me up at six every morning and like, you know, make me put on these uncomfortable skates and jump around on the ice? Like, that's what I want to do with my life. It's like, no, the parents made them do it. You know, and then they like put them in a room with some guy who just screamed at them until, you know, and punch him in the face until they were good at skating. But I guess that's kind of what you have to do to be good at things. That's kind of the, uh, you don't see any of that where, you know, the, the working towards it. Um, but yeah, that was funny. That was, that was another funny thing I, I, that I thought of. Um, I was watching a, uh, I was watching a porn. Uh, this is a little while ago. This is kind of a, a bit I was working on, but, um, I don't really watch porn. I know that sounds like, like not true, but I, I don't really watch it. it. It just like bums me out. It's kind of like uh, what I was talking about, like the news where, you know, I stopped watching the news cause it just bums me out and you get caught in these like wormholes and with porn, it's the same thing. Like you just, it, it just makes me feel bad. And you, you just, and you, you know, like um, even if you like are into kind of tame things on porn, you can't really avoid them. Cause if you go on a site like right when you go on it, like videos will just be playing without you even touching anything. And like, they'll be playing like the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. And you haven't even like tried to find that. <laughs> like, you will be like, Oh, I just want to see a point of uh, people having sex. You know? And then like you, you go on the site and it's like, you know, a horse fisting a chick, you know, and you're like, Jesus, I like, what is, I didn't even know this was like a thing that existed in the world. But it's like now I can't unsee that. And it, I haven't like chosen, I haven't like gone out of my way to see that. Um, but I was watching a porn like a little while ago, and um that you know, this happens a lot where like the in the porn, the guy will be wearing a condom. And I, you know, that's always like um I don't like I don't like that. It kind of like takes me out of it because it's like if I'm watching porn, like I, I clearly didn't come here to watch people making, you know, responsible choices. <laughs> like I came here because it's like I wanted to see some depraved stuff, you know, where people are just doing like horrible things. I don't want to see a guy who's kind of like, I don't know, thinking things through. Um, it's also like not realistic to me that a guy be wearing a condom. It's because usually the scenarios like are not like the kind of scenarios where someone would have a condom or think to have to put a condom on you know it's like it'll be a guy like banging his stepmom you know in a dumpster outside during the day you know and it's like yeah you, you don't seem like a guy who really uh thinks things ahead thinks ahead like that yeah i'm surprised you would even have a condom in that situation you know, you, you seem more like an impulsive guy if you're just going to bang your stepmom. That's a big thing, too. The step, you know, like they get really into the, the relationship in the porn. It's, like when I was younger, I feel like porn was just like, oh, it's like th there's two people and they're having sex, you know, and that was like enough. That was salacious enough for people. And now it's like they can't just have sex. It's like we have to know that like a family is being ruined. <laughs> oh well it's two people having sex no 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 it's not just people having sex they have like they have a history and it's going to ruin everyone's life so them doing this 
is actually a really, really bad thing. They, they're making a really bad decision here that's going to hurt a lot of people. It's literally the worst decision they've ever made in their lives. But they also have condoms there and ready to be used. They want to be responsible while ruining everyone's life. It's like, dude, you're fucking a horse. Just, just, just don't use a condom. All right. Just, it's already, you're, you've already gone this far down. Like, just take it all the way. Like, uh, that's going to make it any better that you wore a condom. Hey, man, I, I saw you were, uh, I saw you on the internet fucking a horse, man. That's pretty gross. Hey, I, I wore a condom. All right. I'm not a total pig. What do you think I am? A degenerate? I, I don't just fuck horses raw, dog. You know what I mean? Like, I wear condoms. You got to be safe about this. Yeah, you're right. I thought it was bad. It wasn't that, that bad. I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was kind of bad you were fucking a horse. And, uh, and also, wasn't that horse your stepdad? <laughs> yeah, no, it was my stepdad. It was really... It wasn't just fucking a horse. There was a relationship behind it. Or the the cuckolding thing where, um, you know, the guy, like a guy will fuck some chick in front of like her husband, you know, and, you know, so it's not enough that they're having sex. They have to, again, just be ruining this guy's life. (laughs) You know, she like yells things at the guy. She's like, oh, man, this guy's better than you. Yeah, it's better. You know, it's like, well, all right, what? just bang the guy. No, it has to make him, it has to make this guy's life shit. That's the only way it'll get anyone off. I also was watching uh, the show on a and It's a series called 60 Days In. I don't know if, how popular it is, but it's basically um, the premise is they just put regular people in jail. It's basically like a reality show and they just put people, you know, who didn't do anything, people who volunteer. Um, and they just put them in jail for 60 days. And, you know, you just kind of see what happens. <laughs> Even though, And it's kind of weird watching because, again, you're kind of like, oh, wow. Uh, you know, you're watching it curious, but you're also kind of like in the back of your mind, oddly hoping someone gets like, you know, beaten up or raped. That's kind of why you're watching it. Like, like, oh, well, I wonder, you know, if they're, they're going to get raped this time. And um but they try and act like it's uh, not just kind of like sensationalism. They 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 try and act like there's like a productive reason behind it. Like they'll be like, "Well, we're putting them in undercover because we want them to like, you know, we're having problems in the jail, so we want them to go in and tell us what the problems in the jail are, you know, so we can pinpoint and you know figure something out." It's like, yeah, really? Do you really need to do that though? I feel like everyone, we all kind of already know what the problems in jail are. You know, I think it's pretty clear to everyone. There's like a couple of things that <laughs> seems to get to happen in jail. You know, it's not, you know, like, what do you think is going to happen? Like after 60 days are going to come out and they'll be like, so what, uh, what are the problems in jail? I'd be like, oh uh, yeah, it's really bad Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, also the AC doesn't work very well. Uh, the mattresses are a little lumpy. A uh, lot of a uh, lot of gossip, a lot of gossiping, talking behind people's backs. <laughs> also, oh yeah, a lot of raping. Yeah, a lot of rape going on in there. 
That seems to be a real that's I would say that's the main problem. Uh, uh, they're raping a lot of people. That seems to be one of their the, the big problems in jail that and stabbing people in the face for no reason. Oh, really? OK, thanks. Thanks. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on the uh, the rape thing. It's like that. That's that's what jail is. That's the main problem in jail is rape. So you you don't need a TV show to tell me that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just kind of it's it's just kind of I thought that was funny. All right, well I'm um I have to go. I'm gonna stop this. Um, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. Um, me and Eric, and uh, we'll have a guest and uh, rate and review and uh, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks.